I was drifting away on life's pitiless sea when the angry waves threatened my ruin to be. When away at my side there I dimly described a stately old vessel and loudly I cried, Ship Once again, we say welcome aboard. It's good to be with you at this time, Brother Munn speaking. Our program here called The Mariner's Call. What an opportunity for this old mariner. Spent the better part of all my lost life in the Gulf of Mexico as an old uh, commercial fisherman. I'm glad uh, more than that today. I'm glad I can say I'm a converted commercial fisherman. In fact, converted two different ways. The book of Luke, Luke chapter 22, I'll ask you the question at this time. Have you been converted? Luke chapter 22, I'm going to read verse 31 and verse 32. By the way, thank you for writing to us. Hey, thank you for emailing us. If you, if you have access to a computer, that keyboard, we're just F-O-M-M and the little period, and then O-R-G, that'll bring you directly to our website. Hey, by the way, also, if you would like, every other month we have, well, we send out a bi-monthly newspaper called the CastNet. We could put that into your hands electronically. It's just you can have it for the asking, and if you take and uh, send us some type of message, some type of communication, a lot of people call the station. The station gives them an address whereby they can write to us. Uh, sometimes our station, we give a little bit extra time here or leave a little extra time for the station to give an address whereby you can write to us. But if there's some means of a communication, I would enjoy it. Please correspond with us. Let me know how I can help you. The book of Luke, Luke chapter 22, verse 31. The Lord addresses, I guess, what I would say one of the greatest men in the Word of God. And of course, outside our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. And yes, for me, because you know who I am, and if you're just picking up this program, once again, just an old fisherman saved by grace, I would relate to the life of those who in the Bible were fishing men also. And this is one here. Verse 31, and the Lord said, Simon, Simon. Now, who is that? Says Simon Peter. Simon, Simon, Satan hath desired to have you that he may sift you as wheat, but I have prayed for thee that thy faith fail not, and when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. Now, I read that before in the past, and I'll be honest with you, a bit confusing. First of all, I read, Simon, Simon, Satan hath desired to have you. I couldn't grasp that, because I know that heaven could not get Simon, because Simon belonged to God. This is one of God's children, you know. You cannot take this, this one here, He's throughout the gospel. Simon Peter's the one that's the spokesman for the entire 12. He's not only just a good Christian, but he's ready to die for the Lord. In verse 33, he says unto the Lord, he said, I am ready to go with thee both into prison and to death. And I believe that he meant that. What happened? All right. Verse 31. And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, Satan hath desired to have you that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for thee. It says that thy faith fail not, and when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. 
Let's take it apart and let's see if we can grasp, let's see if we can get the very heart of this. Satan hath desired to have you. That's quite a statement. Once again, this is God's child. He cannot have, he cannot have Simon's soul because his soul belongs to the Lord. This man left his nets to follow our Lord. This man preached as no other man preached. As far as Simon himself is concerned, I think a stalwart person, this man belonged to the Lord. And he said, Satan desires to have you. All right? They cannot have our soul because it's saved eternally. What could he have? What could he get that belonged to Simon? He could get Simon's testimony. Did he? Yes, he did. He could get Simon's rewards, his health. He could attack his faith. Simon, we think about all the other disciples, they could not accept the fact that Jesus must die. Even the chapter, Luke chapter 22, he talks about how that he must suffer. Uh, they, didn't want, they didn't want a suffering Savior. Jesus talked about how he's going to have to go to Jerusalem and die and uh, be raised again the third day. They don't want that. They don't want a suffering Savior. They want a king. They want somebody to rule over the nation of Israel. They want somebody to rescue the Jews from, we think about bondage, the bondage of Rome here. So what happens? They could not accept the fact that Jesus had to die, so it caused them to stumble at the word. Is this what happened to Simon? Yes, Simon, Simon, Satan hath desired to have you that he may sift you as wheat. Now, how did he take his faith? How did he attack his faith? He says that he may sift you as wheat. Now, what is that? I remember with my grandmother, some kind of apparatus she put in her hand. It looked like a tin can with the bottom cut out and a piece of screen under the bottom of it. And uh, some type of little thing that she turned back and forth with her hand on the right side. And, and uh, she'd put flour over in it. And that that would come out the bottom would be just, I guess, coarse, fine ground flour. And then she had something in there that, uh, and back then I remember having weevils and flour and so forth that she'd throw the rest out, you know. You said, what is that? A tossing and a tumbling. In Simon's situation, Simon, Simon. Satan hath desired to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. What are you talking about? My friend, sift. It means to shake, to separate, to part, to examine minutely, especially to shake. What did Satan do to Simon Peter? He shook him. And to uh, shook him, you know. We think about Satan has done this in the lives of many people in the Bible. Uh, and we think about doing this period of shaking where there is storms and, and trials. We think about tempting decisions. This is a time that Satan is going to use to cause the child of God to defect. Did it work on Simon? Yes, something, something happens to Simon. He, you know, he doesn't understand this thing about our Savior's taken away now. And Jesus said to him, he said, Simon, you don't understand. He said, the croc. Cock shall not crow this day before that thou shalt thrice deny that thou knowest me. Verse 32 of Luke 23. Simon, he said, the rooster's going to crow. And he said, you're going to have denied me three times. There is no way that Simon Peter would have done this. What happens? Right? He gets sifted, shaken, and shaken emotionally, and shaken, and he misunderstands some things in heart and mind, and Satan shakes him, and sure enough, 
as far as his faith is concerned. As far as Simon Peter, this great stalwart man, his faith is shaken to the bottom of his boots. But I like the promise of verse 32. It says, but I have prayed for thee. Oh, praise the Lord. I'm glad I can read that on this side. He said, Satan hath desired to have you, Simon, that he may sift you as wheat. He said, but I have prayed for you that your faith fail not. Your faith, totally and finally. Peter, the testing's going to come. You don't know how you're going to respond. You're going to have to have some greater power than that of the flesh. And don't we have that today? Satan desires to have us. It was to shake our faith. Did not he do that to Job? Oh, he took, he took everything that Job had. Why? He wanted Job to defect. He took Job's family. He took his wealth. He took his health. Why did he do this? He wanted Job to just curse God and die. He just shook him and shook him. Do you feel like you've been shaken before, my friend? All oh, be reminded of this blessed promise. He said to Simon, he said, Simon, I've prayed for thee. How do we know that happened? Because he said this, and when thou art converted. See, the Lord knew that Simon was going to be converted. He said, Simon, now Satan hath desired to have thee, then they sift thee as wheat. But when thou art converted, see, he knew that was going to happen. How, How was this man converted? How did he get changed on the inside? Now, this was not being saved over again. The word conversion could mean numerous things in the Bible. Here it just means to change. Sometimes when I go to another country, I have to take U.S. currency and trade it. I was in India. Not too long ago, I had to trade it for rupees. We go to Europe, we have to trade it for the euro, you know. I go to Southeast Asia, we go into Luzon, hopefully. Uh, Within a year, I have to trade uh, the U.S. money for, for pesos. I'll get about 45 or so pesos. Uh, per dollar. It's just uh, a, a change. Uh, what is this in Simon's life? He needs a change. He needs a change of heart. Someone needs to see himself. And the Bible says in Matthew chapter 26, I wish I could read verse 69, 70, right on through verse 75. The bottom line is this. Simon went out and wept bitterly. Now, why did he do that? Because God was answering the Savior's prayers. The Savior, I'm sure, When he looked at Peter, when the cock crew there, and Peter looked at the Savior, the Savior looked at Simon Peter, all of a sudden it hit Simon as to who he was. And my friend, he didn't weep bitterly because of what he did. He wept bitterly because he saw really what he was and what he was capable of doing on the inside. He sold out the very one he would have bled and died for. When thou art converted, when you recover, when you repent, when you pass through the storm, Christ knew he would return. He was there weeping bitterly. Jesus was praying for him. And then he said in verse 32, he said, when thou art converted, then he said, strengthen thy brethren. What did God do for Simon Peter? Make him better than he ever was before. Did you ever remember by the time you get through the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, do you know what happens in the book of Acts? You know in the book of Acts, Acts chapter 2, you know who's preaching there? As far as the preaching is concerned, it's so powerful that the power of God falls over the entire audience. And there's thousands of people that are saved at one time. I'm not talking about somebody that just exercised some head belief in Jesus Christ. I'm talking about really converts, you know. 
And you said what took place, our sifting and turning, as in Simon Peter's case, can help the brethren, all right, if we come through. It says, strengthen thy brethren when we come through. In other words, the most helpful person is he who himself has been tempted, but has come through storm and tempest unto that perfect calm. I remember spending time with my father. My father trained me well as far as a commercial fisherman was concerned. And there sometimes we'd be in the Gulf of Mexico and it'd be very, very rough. Sometimes we'd be running ahead of a storm. Instead of my father being upset over the fact that the boat was jerking and popping and just it seems as if me as a little, you know, as a young man is concerned, I thought maybe there's a possibility that we sink. He was telling me of stories in the past. He said, Wayne, he said, I remember one time we was running from Southwest Pass over to Horn Island. And I listened to this. And he said, he said, we was taking the waves astern. He said, the waves are just, just come over the whole stern. And I listened to that. Oh, it made me scared on the inside. But he was telling me about the storm that he came through in the past. So now the storm that we was encountering, now I dare not worry because he had been through this in the past. He had been converted, so to speak. So the same is true in our life. Our sifting and turning can help the brethren if we come through. If you are in a storm, my friend, he's praying for you. If you're in trouble, he's praying for you. Emotionally shot, he's praying for you. Sorrow in your heart, he's praying for you. When thou art converted, you're going to come through because he's praying. Then strengthen the brethren. Now until next week, at uh, the same time, this is Fisher Munn saying goodbye.